Adam Roth. Yes, Jason Fury. Did you know that the writer of Hancock is none other than Vince Gilligan, writer of one of your top three TV shows of all time, Breaking Bad? I did know that, but I, I would like to... I would like to add to that that I believe he was amongst a an ensemble of writers who brought this movie to fruition. No, no, no. <laughs> no? No, he was one of two writers. He was a co-writer. Vince so it was Vince Gilligan and John August. They yeah. were they were the rewriters of the original writers' script. Um which brings me to my uh, addition to this little opening game that we play. You knew where I, I would go there. I did, and I will follow it with something that goes a little like this. Okay. Jason Fury. Yes. Did you know that the movie that we now know as Hancock was originally titled Tonight He Comes? I did know that. Yes. Okay. It was like a little um, innuendo. Right. And then it got changed to John Hancock. Right. And then it just got changed to Hancock. Right. So. That's a good one. Though. Uh, I, I did like, I knew that, but I had uh, put it, it's in the back burner of my brain. I like, you know, around 2008, I was all about that fun fact. Right. Yeah. So now, uh, now we, we come to the year 2021 and uh, Hancock is a part of, superhero and cinematic will smith history and it's worth noting that hancock is not based on a previous comic book just the superhero genre because by 2008 you know x-men which i credit as being the movie that kind of kick-started this and then was like doubled down with spider-man in t 2001 um was like okay superheroes like this new genre we're gonna just milk this for all it's worth so by the time 2008 hit, I think we were all pretty tired of origin stories, pretty tired of like all this familiarity, and we we're just kind of like, okay, we've now we've got we've got X Men, we've got Spider Man, we've got Fantastic Four, we've got blah 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 blah. So I think it came at the right time if you can place yourself back in 2008 for something a little outside the ordinary, in an oversaturated new genre. Well, it is it is it should also be noted that. Now I'm not sure the 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 order of release, but did Hancock come before or after Iron Man? I think Iron Man wasn't because Iron that was a pivotal year. That was the beginning of the the superhero movie as we know it. I think it was the same year. I could be right. wrong. Was it? It was 2008 is when I believe Iron Man came out, but I don't know month to month. They were right. probably in theaters at the same time. Yeah, they definitely were both 2008 movies. But hindsight is 2020. Like, Iron Man was a big experiment. I don't, like, they probably had mapped out everything up into Avengers, but, like, pending how well it did or something like that. Right. So. Um, yeah, I mean, at, at the outset, Iron Man was, was, was kind of another origin story. Um, but they, yeah, they had a little bit of planning. Uh, I right. wouldn't even say they planned as far as Avengers. I, I think... They planned as far as Samuel Jackson and the, the post-credit stinger, right? Which is kind of like alluding to that bigger world, but yeah, they might not have like had it all figured out because you can tell in some of those Phase One Marvel movies, 
the tie-ins are pretty weak. Like right. watch right. Thor again and watch like Hawkeye come in on the something like shoot an arrow and it's like totally like wedged in there like last minute, you know? Right. It wasn't a good tie-in. And then Iron Man two is basically its own thing. Introducing Black Widow, of course, but not really super tied to anything and then yada 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 avengers but I, yeah i think it is it is important to note though that that i think there was there was that moment before the, the you know the mcu and and all that stuff uh where you know superhero movies were obviously piquing people's interest and you know a team of writers and eventually will smith when he signed on said let's make our own superhero right and uh to uh debatable success debatable so i'm i'm wondering if people love this movie hate this movie kind of like this movie i'm gonna go on record early in this episode of popcorn and soda and say that i really um like this movie i think it's a really I, i think it's a really fun movie it's a really cool movie it's mindless there's not a lot of substance to it i get that but i've always liked hancock i always just thought it was a really cool fun fresh movie maybe it was just because i was like in theaters watching it in 2008 and it was a good theatrical experience maybe it's because i really like will smith i think he's really cool i think jason bateman's like dry humor is like really good charlie theron's always good um you know one of my favorite writers vince gilligan man behind the wheel know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know i i'm gonna go out on record early in this conversation and say i really like hancock okay um, so it's, uh, it should be noted that I had, uh, Hancock falls into the long list of movies that up until I rewatched it recently so that, so that we could, we could uh, discuss it. I had only seen the movie in parts. Um, and you know, I monster, man, you're, you're a monster. I'm a monster. I know. I know. I know. How do you just watch these in parts? Commit you know, to be you're, fit. You're, you you know you got the movie channels you're flipping through you see, you you watch a part of it you're like oh it's fun the dinner's ready and you kind of like dinner's ready who's cooking for you uh my dinner that i made microwave uh it's on the stove mac and cheese uh whatever's on whatever i put on the stove eggs i yeah i put eggs on the stove <laughs> <laughs> surprise okay uh so you uh, saw bits and pieces of it i saw bits and pieces I, so I never seen, got had, you to watch it though ne- never no bits or pieces were like i gotta watch this in its entirety because i think i saw that that opening bit a few times where he kind of he 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 picks up the guys' car and they're they're shooting at him and he's kind of he's like i'm not having any of this you know and kind of like drops them a bunch of times and they're yeah the car and you know, I think I saw that scene a few times. And That's I, a fun I, I, opening. It's a fun opening. You got to think... admit, sitting in the theater, the movie's pounding, like, and you're just like, "What am I?" Getting? They jump right into it. There's no like long like setup. You're just you, he's doing his superpower thing within a, thirty seconds of this movie starting. There's there's something about and and I remember seeing the poster for this movie before I actually saw it in its entirety. But he's making that face the whole right. movie. What is that face? It's just curmudgeon. It's a weird face. It is a weird face. I, he's just like bitter. It's, <laughs> it's just like it's just like comically bitter. It's it's kind of like a 
something smells bad face yeah. kind of like doo doo which which i guess which i guess makes sense poodoo uh it's a poodoo face um and i, it's a, I it's a, you know sorry oh yeah so sorry no it's, it's okay it's okay um i i think i saw that a bunch of times and i was like oh man i don't know if i can i don't know if i can do this so just his face it was just something something about the the like the drunk superhero and that, and that's kind of that's kind of like the 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 thesis statement of the movie at least at the outset at least I at will, the beginning i will say something i don't like they, about this movie is in line with what you're saying is i don't ever, I, I don't understand why he was as sour as he was mm-hmm. like i get that he went through some trauma maybe but it was like he lost his memory right so it's like it wasn't it's just he's trying to figure out who he is but does that really make you that miserable of a person like to the point where you would like destroy property and hurt people and like like abuse children and stuff i mean i kind of or you mean like tossing uh young not like sexually but yeah like throwing that french kid in the air really high like that you can't get away with that that's illegal rob zombies uh michael myers as a young kid Oh, that that's right. That's right. <laughs> I was wondering. I could. I couldn't place it. That's it. Very, anno- very annoying face. That yeah. Kid has. Just saying. More annoying uh, than the poster. I don't know. They're. I guess they're. They're kind of like two ends of the. They're very. They're on the same. Same plane. What about that little kid um, in the beginning that was telling Hancock to wake up? What about that kid's face? No, he was fine. Yeah, he's cute. It was just. It was just that French kid he tossed in the air. It was just. I guess that was the point. You wanted him to get tossed in the air. Yeah, like when that kid rolled in for the audition, they just looked at him and was like, say no more. You got it. You got <laughs> you, the part. You got the part. And Rob Zombie was like, that's that's my Michael Myers. That's pretty funny. Um, but, I, you know, I, yeah, I get, you know, the boredom of, of – I like the idea of the, you know, the the – the boredom of being super powered and you know no one's it's like what what i can do anything i want you know so i'll, I'll you can drink to, all you want you can mope all you drink, want you don't have to do yeah. anything i'll live in a i'll live in a weird trailer and be a drunk and i i i i like the setup i like how jason bateman comes in and uh he's just you a know, little sweetie whole, he's a little sweetie he wants to fix his he's the pr guy wants to fix his his broken image he wants to change the world. Um, he wants to change the world, um, and I guess once once the the whole thing with Charlize Theron. At what point does that come into play? Is that is that a midway revelation? A yeah, half, it's, half it's about a mark? halfway through. It's only an hour and a half movie, so we we get that about halfway through. Right. Yeah. And I guess I don't. Maybe this was said in the movie, but. Was she kind of, did she, I mean, because she knew the whole, she was aware. She didn't lose her memory. She knew all, all the, the, all the, the, the stuff about Hancock and their history. Right. Um, which, which I think had some interesting ideas in there. The whole, the whole, you know, duality and, and dyad of, uh, super powered, uh, you know, people. Uh, but does she, did she kind of like plan her life with Jason Bateman just so she could like be in proximity to Will Smith? No, like no. Was she... 
So that was just like a, it just so happened that like. No, it was, she explained it, but very briefly, they're, they're magnetized to each other. Like they're drawn to each other. And so Jason, so Bateman was just sort of an unwitting caught in the middle of the middle of the magnetic pull. Well, I think she had tried to move on legitimately from Hancock because they had this, like, you know, Hancock's all depressed about this, like, he's this superhero and he's untouchable and he can do all this stuff, like you're saying. And she was kind of fed up with the whole cycle of things and not being able to choose who you're with and all that kind of stuff and how those two always ended up together. And they had made a good run for years and years, hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think she was just at a point, you know, kind of like a... It's like you break up with someone, but you're always drawn to that person. Like that's kind of like the curse, you know. So right. I think she was trying to move on from Hancock because she didn't love him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so she moved on to Jason Bateman's character. But since the, you know, fantasy elements pulled them together uh, over and over and over again, no matter how, how hard she tried, he just kept showing up near her. Right. Yeah. So so she was probably like she, you know she married Jason Bateman Bateman and they had, did right. they have a kid did they have a kid in the movie I forget I think you didn't watch this movie again the kid was a um, from a previous woman that Jason Bateman's character yes. married and she died in childbirth yes so it wasn't her kid okay but like Charlize Theron is just like watching it in slow motion like the 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 dominoes falling as as will smith comes back into her life and is like oh okay there he's oh i see he wants to be a pr man for oh no, okay okay that's why like immediately she's like devastated when she sees him walk in the door and she's like no you know the other theory is which maybe is going too deep into hancock but she might have purposefully lived within proximity of hancock because then they would like properly age Mm-hmm, so they could, mm-hmm. so she could like live a normal human life, which seemed to be the goal as most immortals. So for some reason, that's always been stupid to me. Um, like I just want to be human and live for a few minutes instead of like this immortal life. I mean, there, there was, there was some rickety. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the rules of of the whole dynamic between the two of them, if you really analyze it, it might not. You know, the, it might not hold is, up. I don't should know. Should you analyze it? Is this a popcorn throwaway movie like where it's okay to just be like have fun fun time or do you dissect it and it's like then it I might think you, i think in order to enjoy this movie you cannot you cannot dissect it i would agree with that uh you, you absolutely must not because it is not then, a deep it is not a deep movie it is not yeah, but is, i mean it, it 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 definitely falls in that that awkward little point in in you know franchise franchise buildings is history right where you know they were trying to you know trying to do a thing and will smith was a you know was a big off big box office draw and you could he could uh you know he could just by being in a movie he he made it uh you know he made he, he drew audiences right uh I, did this movie bomb i i, I did it not I do well i don't i i remember okay so there was like two years like maybe 2009 2000 10 i was really so this movie was obviously set up for a sequel to be a potential franchise right i think they had a lot of right. faith in it because it was will smith and jason bateman and charlie there all in one movie and it was blah, blah 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 um it very much serves as a setup movie for a bigger superhero kind of thing if you know like the last shots of this movie is him like in a new city with this bird <laughs> um that's right that's right so I do That's remember right. there was the bird. Yeah, the bird, like like his hat. 
the bird, but I, you know, I, I think there, I think I, I watched on slow motion. There's a scene early on where he's, he's flying in the air and he, he, he hits like a, like a flock of, of pigeon flock or of seagull. seagulls. Flock of seagulls. Yeah. I think he, I think he hit <laughs> the band in midair and, but you saw all these, these CG pigeons like running into him. And I, 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 I got a lot of joy out of that. I must say. You want to, you want to train a bunch of seagulls to, to, uh, fly the way you want them to make them pretend no i'm not, no i was great it was great bad cgi i i i loved it i mean it was, it was pretty good he was like swatting him out of his way and stuff <laughs> yeah it was a CG he was like oh pattern. hell <laughs> and he oh, flies by a plane no. yeah 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 uh i mean uh, it, it's 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 goofy as all hell yeah uh but i i i i can appreciate the the seeds of attempting to create something that was its own thing. This is where film snobs come in and get like icky because I think there's like, there's like a lack of understanding that it's okay to have movies that kind of wear their goofiness on their sleeve. And maybe it's intentional from the creators, you know, like I don't think the creators were like, Oh, that when he swats those birds away, it's going to be epic. Like, it's just goofy it's just their sense of humor and it's just fun and funny and popcorny and you know this is a summer movie through and through no joke about it um so i i don't know i i get a lot of criticism for movie choices because i can really enjoy that like type of movie and i think you can too to a to a degree um, to a degree i'm yeah. i'm I'm a, I'm a little bit more you know i could i could very easily toss this into the trash movie bin right uh, and I think you know that it, it wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't be totally wrong. Right. Uh, but I, you know, I, I think what looking at things through your eyes, you know, it's, it's helpful for me because I can, you know, I can look at it as like, Hey, there's, 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 there is enjoyment to be had if you can, you know, there's different levels to which you can enjoy these things. Yeah. You got to like uh, turn switches on and off and it doesn't mean that you don't like, I don't know, like name any other movie, like there's a lot of movies I like way more than this, but I can still enjoy this for what it is. So it's more about like a, for what it is rank system instead of compared to everything else. Like if we're comparing sure. Hancock to like Spider-Man two or like Keaton's Batman or like X-Men, the first, like it's just, it's garbage, right? It's not, right. it can't compete. But right. um, if you're just comparing it to other like movies of this ilk, I think it's definitely like higher up there. Um and just really fun and enjoyable. I, I think it's like pretty harmless. It's just kind of like a, hey, I got a new idea for the superhero genre. Let's let's try this out and yeah. Yeah, I don't know. they 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 tried. Um, obviously, it didn't quite click. Uh, oh, to answer I your did, question, I didn't answer your question. Which it was it made a pretty good amount of money from what I remember, enough mm -hmm. to warrant a sequel. But it was like right on the line, so studios were back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and then it was just in like. There was always a headline like there's movement on a Hancock 2 sequel, but it just never, never happened, never went through. Um, something to note. Uh, so I watched this movie back to back with the beloved Friends reunion and uh, <laughs> and appearing consecutively in both of those. Uh, oh, yeah. Both of those was was one of my favorite uh, character actor and comedians, Thomas Lennon. That's from right. from the show The State and also Reno Nine One One, and he's he has a yeah I guess in both things he has an almost 
dialogue free cameo just a bit part uh, but like why him like was he even that popular like i don't get it I, you know he must he must just i know i he know just hangs I, around he, movie sets he's i mean he's great you know but I, he, he always has these little bit parts he was in i think he was in the dark knight rises as like as like bruce wayne's doctor that like views his his x-rays he might just you know, be like always, a super fan he just wants to like be it's like Samuel Jackson with Star Wars. He's like, just give me any part. I'll, t- I'll do anything. Just put me in the movie. I think he just kind of wants to be like put in cinematic history or something. He gets all these little little bit parts. I, I mean, I, he's he's great. <laughs> so you watch the Friends reunion and this back to back, and he shows. What are the chances? I did, I did, and it was that's... both both Tom and Lennon, Thomas Lennon cameos. Thomas that's Lennon's a... great. Big fan. Yeah. That's a big night for you. That was a uh, oh boy. Oh, yeah. At least they're both kind of short. I think the reunion was longer than Hancock. The reunion, I think, for every minute of that equaled <laughs> like like an hour of time. I think that's how. The more it, I think about the that... Friends reunion, the more I realize how much it sucked. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! It really um, that's its own. It's its own separate category of yeah, whatever it was. Um. um so. Oh, also it, this movie, Eddie Eddie Marson was in this movie. I love Eddie Marson. Eddie me. Marson played played the bad guy that gets his I guess his hand destroyed. Remember? Oh the, the, yeah, the yeah. That, he's good. He's great. Yeah, he's, he hammed he's it up. Great. He he got his paycheck and he earned it because he showed up and he's just this angry little grunt. Um, have Have you ever seen uh, Mike Lee's movie Happy Go Lucky? No. So he is in. That's the first movie I saw him in, and he is so good. He so is I could such have watched a... uh, that movie or Hancock twice. So I went with Hancock twice. Right, right. Sorry, bud. Yeah, that's how that's how the cookie crumbles. Again, right? again. <laughs> um, <laughs> give me more. There's another one. Remember the end scene though. The end credit scene. Where the guy's like, "It's hand job." <laughs> it's like, wait, it's, isn't that? stupid yeah, what, what, what was the what was the post credits thing again there's like he like saves the day and he's got like a new suit on yeah yeah he's just fighting crime they're just introducing him as the new new york crime fighter right because like previously in the movies like why don't you go somewhere else like new york so he just did plus he had to because of the whole proximity god thing right right the proximity of the gods right should have been that could have been the title of uh the hancock sequel that was never made that's true. I I think even though this movie was made in two thousand eight and there was some some shoddy CGI, I don't think it was like horrible. I think it was like appropriately stylized a little bit to be a little like comic booky, you know, like the way he flies, like the movement. He's like kind of all over the place and a little more like fluid, not really like focused like Superman is. Um, he's just kind of like it's like a casual, like like a lazy casual fly kind of. Um, he did. He did FUIs, flying under the influence. That's right. But I, I don't that's know. I kind of like that stumble, stumble flying. I thought it was cool, like the way he would take off, the way he would land, and just like the little bits of dry humor. I think Jason Bateman was perfectly cast with the tone of this movie because he's like kind of the king of that, right? You know, at least in two thousand eight, he was. Um, 
just like little things here and there just like talking about like when the when he was like messing up with the whale and he's like i don't even remember that and he's just like greenpeace does like just little quips like that i think were pretty funny and then like telling him he needs to work on his landing and that first time he's like suited up and lands and he's all like dainty and just like toe taps his way into the crime scene because uh, he's right, trying not right. to wreck the place I, I don't know little things like that were really funny to me is that where he comes in and he starts he starts hammering people with with good job or what does he say like yeah, good, job. good job yeah good, good so job he's like everyone. he's like taking his advice to the t so he like lands all dainty and then he's like listening and he's like good job he's asking the woman if he can like touch her to save her and she's like yes just get me out of here there's bullets everywhere um and then he just kept repeating good job you're doing a good job because <laughs> he's trying to be human but it's just not working so I, I did I did do a little bit of research and I and I learned that the they did they did try to actually depict with practical effects the the one prisoner's head going up the other one's on the other one's ass because <laughs> in the final film we kind of they kind of cut away and they just showed people's reaction right but apparently there was an attempt to actually show how that came how that looked which no which I appreciate they were yeah. going to show the guy's bare butt with the guy's head up it? I think they were probably just going to, sh- you know, some kind of thing where the, you know, the guy's head just rips the dude through the dude's pants and, and kind of disappears. Like a, how'd you get the beans above the Frank kind of quick shot? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> you, remember, you remember that from There's Something About Mary? Yes. He like zipped his nuts above his shaft and yes they kept talking about it but you, you're trying to visualize it for like five minutes and then they just quickly show it and it's just this stupid like rubber thing <laughs> yeah there, there is something about showing us showing a little bit of the the absurdity there's there's a little glimpse quick glimpse yeah i will say this movie like you know it's definitely like dated but like the it's it's debatable because the character is kind of a sleazebag so he's like grabbing grabbing at women cussing up a storm throwing kids in the air and so there's like that element to it but I'm not sure it would fly uh, this day and age. No, no, there was a there was a lot of there was a lot of elements that that feel very some, some culturally yeah like culturally like depictions of certain people were like eh, I don't I don't think that's great. Yeah, it would it would it, would, it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, stumble fly in uh, yeah. 2000, 2021. That's right. Yeah, um, it, it wouldn't you exist. Know, I mean, I appreciate what's interesting to think is also it is yet another attempt to give Charlize Theron you know she's she's great she's she looks the part she's a great actress she could play the ultimate badass uh, Furiosa this is, right but it's like she, that was a one and done now she's going to be replaced by uh, by what's her name and Anya Anya Taylor-Joy right you know and they try they they put her in an alien movie for god's sakes you know, and it's like, man, what a perfect ma- match! Right. And they gave her this stupid role and smushed her with a, a rolling donut spaceship. And hey, now, uh, come on, you got to jab no, at no, Prometheus. No. I could. I'm, I'm allowed to jab at Prometheus. You fiend! I, I hey, you know what? You gotta. You gotta. Uh, even I if think you, you love... like. I think you like Prometheus more than you let on. Oh, I appreciate it very much. You're always but... trying to get my toy, my David Eight. Well, it's a it's a tremendous toy that I should have gotten at the time, and I didn't. And you didn't eBay that thing. You know, it's it's kind of rare. Really, a little bit. 
You're trying to pretend it's... it's not rare and so you can steal it from my collection. No, I just told you it's rare, dude. I told I told you. I put my cards on the table. Now I like it more. I know you. I know you do. <laughs> it is a great anyway, toy. It is a good toy. Good likeness for like as plain as those. Was it NECA at the time? It was. Yep, NECA. Still NECA. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Still NECA for a human. Like they do the aliens pretty well, but the humans are hit or miss. Humans are hit or miss, but androids, they're. I guess androids. <laughs> the humanoids. Humanoids. That's right. The humanoids. Um. Yeah, it's just interesting that Charlize Theron is is sort of like the quintessential, you know, superheroine, uh, but that she hasn't quite had. They haven't given her, you know, like a role in, in, you know, you know, for instance, the MCU or even the Alien movies that she could continue playing. Right. You know, and they gave her. She's got Furiosa, but again, that's a. Apparently, she's being you know replaced by a younger actress wasn't it a prequel it is a prequel yeah i think you so it makes gotta, sense you kind of gotta have yeah. a younger actress yeah of course but it's just it's just interesting that it's like she hasn't quite you know i i can't think of a more worthy uh she's in the fast and furious movies yeah but isn't everyone it's true. It's a horrible role too. Like she said yes to those, and they're not great at all. Like I, I don't know, not at all. They're they're also mindless fun, but um, it's pretty bad. Actually. I mean, they could. I don't know. I can't. I can't. They I can't say it's pretty bad. I mean, when you think of when you think about Charlize Theron in an Alien movie, what they gave her was not what I think she deserved. Deserved. Yeah. She she's totally like could be Ripley level like badass. Totally, totally. And, yeah. and but then that other girl got it. it. Who was in uh, Covenant? Uh, Waterston, Catherine yeah, they, Waterston. Because they were trying to like kind of simulate the Ripley again. Yeah, that was just. It was too much. That was that was a tug of war of fandom. Like they, he he made his original thing with Prometheus, and then they tug of war back to like, okay, if you just want some basic ass alien movie, here you go, folks, and here's a rehash like Force Awakens. Yeah, I you know I believe a long time ago we we did do a podcast about Alien Covenant. We do have that. We could pull that out of the records. We should pull that out of the records because I, I think that was a fresh a fresh take on on how I felt. I think my my opinion of it has probably changed over time, but we should uh, publish that as like an episode and republish it under Popcorn and Soda, and then without listening to it, record a new one after rewatching it. I'm down. Could be interesting. Oh yeah, um, but I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't oh, Hancock. I didn't, uh, didn't hate it. It was, it was what it was. It was, it's a, it's a, it's a goofy, you know, attempt at at starting a universe, you know, like so many movies have tried to do that just doesn't, doesn't take flight. Uh, and Will Smith, given that sneer face, <laughs> doing a doing a decent job, and Charlie's there on hold it down yeah and, I think and eddie marsan not a ton to, to talk about i guess really because it was a very it was an hour and a half you know just a 30 minutes shy of a tv episode here um i definitely wanted a sequel but like i said at the top i i really enjoyed it i think it's a fun breezy popcorn superhero flick that's different enough from what we had off been offered before 2008 um right. You know kind of cool to have that run against iron man and see what happened there but uh you know fun fun plot you know they tried with the writing it, it wasn't like super dense or deep but it was kind of like oh they're trying to do something new here at least 
Um, and they really didn't get into the origins that much outside of dialogue, which I appreciated. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I like Will Smith, like Jason Bateman, Charlize Theron, agree with everything you're saying. And, um, you know, just really glad that one of your favorite TV writers uh, wrote this movie. So uh, it's just a pretty good um, connection there, buddy. You love this movie. Top by, three movie. It's your number three movie of all time. By default, I must love this movie. I have to. You know, he hasn't written much, Vince Gilligan. He did, like, some X-Files episodes. He created that Lone Gunman spinoff, um, right. which right. was actually a pretty entertaining show. And then, you know, Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul from there on out pretty much. I think he did, like, Home Fries or something way back when. But uh, that's home, about home it. Home Fries, Home Fries, Home Fries. Who was in that? Like, I don't remember. I think it's some rom comedy. Is that Drew Barrymore? I, I don't remember. Who's in Home Fries? That's not, that sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. I don't even feel uh, like looking it up. I'll do. Don't worry. I'll, I I got it. Let's see. Oh, I looked up Home Fries, and it gives me a lot of uh, not the movie Home Fries. Just like the food? Right. Oh. Let's see. Yeah, I think it's true. I think you're right. Drew Barrymore. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Drew Barrymore. You know okay. why? You know why that rung a bell? Okay, so it was written by Vince Gilligan. It was directed by Dean Pariseau, who would go on to direct Galaxy Quest. That's a good one. Really good one. But then he would go on to direct Bill and Ted Save the Music, which was not a good one. Oh, God. You know, for that board game I'm making about video rental stores, Rental Rumble, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. we did a fan vote for uh, a 1999 movie to include as a card. Mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest won by a long shot. So it's a super super solid movie. I was surprised by how many people like it. I polled like four hundred something people, and you know maybe like half of them responded, and it was like clearly Galaxy Quest and Office Space was the second one. Oh yeah, the, those oh, yeah. two movies from all all like ninety nine. We're talking Phantom Menace, The Matrix, Fight Club, all these huge movies. They they want a Galaxy Quest and Office Space. Hmm. Cool. The so, Mummy. Yep. Yep. Not as good as, as Mummy 3, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. but Bullshit. <laughs> I, I, Tomb of the I Dragon Emperor. You're I just, kidding I just, me. I, I just wanted to see what, how, how mad you would get. That's you got my goat. That movie makes me... It's frustrating. <laughs> it's great because it's Rick O'Connell again. But Evie's not... You know the, They recast Evie in that one. And then Jackie Chan's in it, which is cool. Not Jackie Chan. Good God. Jet Li. <laughs> oh, man. Whew. <laughs> 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 um, but there's a scene in that mummy movie where there's a bunch of yetis attacking them and it's kind of creepy at first I'm like oh my god there's like yetis are real but then they do this thing where they like kick something that they're like after or some weird thing or a person and then one of the yetis puts up a field goal sign with his hands because the thing flew between two pillars so there's like a football joke uh, huh. that just turned me off completely from pretty much the rest of the movie i think i was just put off by by how his rick o'connell's son didn't seem that much younger than rick o'connell's wife and it was just sort of like wait his son wasn't it it like a little kid no his son was like a teenager in it oh in three i was thinking about in three yeah Yeah. in three he was like a full-grown man (sighs) i don't know yeah but that's all yeah it's a whole other thing Whatever happened to Jet Li? Where's he at? 
I don't know. I don't you know think one of I, his most underappreciated roles in an American Weapon. movie? Lethal Weapon Four. Exactly. Yep. Do He's I know great. you? Were, do I know you were what? Do you know me, or do you just agree with the fact? Uh, I think it's a little of both, maybe. <laughs> Did you like his performance in Lethal Weapon Four? Uh, he was he was quite uh, lethal. He was stoic. Way. He was stoic and lethal. He acted with his eyes and his like presence. And and he also acted with Chris Rock and Mel okay. Gibson. Because weren't they both in Lethal Weapon Four? Mel Gibson. The yeah. star of Lethal Weapon 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Chris Rock? Yeah, I think Chris Rock was in it. I think you might be right. I got to rewatch that movie. Yep. Was he supposed to be like the Joe Pesci or something? Uh, I think he's dating or married to uh, uh, Danny Glover's daughter, if I remember correctly. Yeah, okay. I think that that's starting to ring a bell. I, I keep thinking of Beverly Hills Ninja when you say Chris Rock, because <laughs> he has like the worst role in that movie. <laughs> Close but no cigar. Yeah, we gotta watch him in Fargo. The new Fargo, I hear, is pretty good. Oh yeah, and he's in that Spiral, the Saw remake, or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, and I believe he wrote it as well. Really? Or produced it, or he definitely shepherded into into existence okay well my last tangent that has nothing to do with hancock will be you should watch adam sandler in uncut gems if you haven't already hell yeah have you oh yeah that movie's awesome it is awesome that movie is t like I, we, we can agree on that it is it is truly awesome that movie's transportive like when i watched it i was just a nervous wreck and it just it brought me into that world and i could not like get out of it or shake it for like weeks and did you see did you see Good Time the the, the yeah. previous movie yeah also yeah. also quite awesome With Batman quite awesome yep I yep. am vengeance we'll see what he does all right Hancock, uh, Hancock. wonder wonder what listeners think uh, let us know uh, yep yeah, I got it I, I've now seen it in in its entirety while my food was you know uh, I turned it off the stove check that it. off your bucket list. Yep, Hancock in its entirety. Hancock in its in its uh, in its full. Uh, Just don't put, don't go there. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Uh, glad we got that one done. Yeah, done with Hancock. Uh, thanks for uh, humoring me. I'll let you pick an. I'll let you pick a, a rando. Aha! Uh -huh. All right. All right. You got your sound of music or whatever it was called. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It was very. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the parallels. Sure. Very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. then I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave too. Uh, thank you for the conversation, Adam Roth. No, thank you, Jason Fury. <laughs>